0: Welcome, welcome, welcome to The Powder Room. This is Yvette Rockefeller. And I'm Juliet Vanderbilt. Mm. Mm. Thank you for joining me here today. We have yet another movie that we want to get into.
1: We are going to be discussing Cowboys and Aliens, which came out in 2011, directed by John Favreau and stars Daniel Craig, Harrison Ford, Olivia Wilde, Sam Rockwell, wow. and Paul Dano. Stacked cast. An
0: amazing cast. <coughs>
1: I mean, what could go wrong?
0: <laughs> Do you want to predict what the budget was? Or? Oh, this this cost a lot of money. North, north of 100 uh-huh, It had to have been. I, I will have a lot of things to say about the film, but how it looked is not one of them. It's Correct. a beautiful film.
1: Because the budget was $163 million, Okay, but it only grossed almost $175 million.
0: So what's the math? How much money oh, did it well, make? Well,
1: that's about $15 million.
0: Jeez
1: this was not a win financially no speaking it received mixed reviews with critics praising obviously the acting and the special effects but they criticized the screenplay and tone which yeah those are the most glaring issues yep. that we'll get
0: into Juliet, what is your history with this film pretty
1: basic when it came out i saw it with my family we're all big fans of daniel craig yes
0: We are too.
1: My family loves to go to the movie theater. Mm -hmm. My mom loves Westerns and they both love action films. And my dad loves sci-fi. So it kind of felt like, oh my God, guys, this might be the best film of all time. Yes. I don't have any memory of actually seeing it because I did fall asleep in the theater. Wow. And obviously my family raked me over the coals for that one. I feel like I remember them just leaving
0: the theater going, eh. So the world ending with a whimper, not a bang kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. I remember very clearly this movie before it's released and all the press, and I thought this is going to be the best thing ever. I love the concept. I love Westerns, love aliens. I, mm-hmm. I, I also love themes and kitschy stuff, and I love the idea of aliens and men on horseback battling it out. I think yeah. it's a lot of fun. 2011, I probably didn't have the coin to go see this in theaters. I remember being excited about renting it. And then the next thing I know, I see it on Amazon. Mm, And this is fun. When we picked this film, I didn't have any memory of any of this at all. I was like, I don't think I saw this one, but I remember being excited about it coming out. So I go to my Amazon and I rent it, paid the $3.99. And... Anyone who has Amazon or rents things on Amazon, I think you'll know what I'm talking about. You rent something, but instead of taking it to, so that I could start watching it, it gave me a screen and it was like, do you want to continue where you left off? And I was like, where I left off? And I've done this before with movies where I really liked it. and want to watch it again and I'm renting it for the second time mm-hmm, and yeah. it starts, um, usually it'll go, uh, you want to watch it where I left off and it's the credits, Because, you know, there's 20 more minutes of them. So I look, and it comes up. It's a third of the way through the movie. Oh, my God. I took note of it, and then all of a sudden, it flashes back. I rented this when it came out. That's wild. And I must have watched the first third. And then, (gasps) like you do when you're watching a bad movie at home, you just kind of forget and i must have you paused it you paused it and walked away and never thought about it again so i took note of where i paused it and i'm going to tell you right now i'll tell you when that moment comes up yeah I took oh a my god shot. i love this i, I, I love this. i took a screenshot. i don't blame myself for being like i probably just forgot that i was watching it i probably fell asleep at the same point you stopped watching the film it just it was slow but i can't tell you how excited i was about this film yes i love daniel craig and um i yeah He looks the same. He's a good-looking man. God, he's a good-looking man. All right. Cowboys and aliens. Kick us (laughs) off. Daniel Craig, God Among Men, looking all just disheveled and sweaty and dirty. and We could have just had this be the whole thing. (laughs) Yeah. He wakes up in the middle of the desert. He's flustered. He's got a bloody wound in his stomach. He's got a weird metal bracelet cuff on his arm, and there's a picture of a lovely lady on the ground uh, near him. Already, I'm kind of like, cool. (laughs) He immediately picks up a rock and and starts banging on his metal cuff. Yeah. Would you be more worried about the metal cuff or about the fact that your stomach is bleeding? (laughs) That's a very good question. Because he seems to me... Way more concerned. About this foreign
1: object uh, attached that, that, to his that, arm. Worrisome. Yeah. But the... Mind you, I mean, this is also heavy technology. If, <laughs> if one of these things appeared on one of our wrists today, we'd be like,
0: oh, cool. Yeah. But I feel like, you know. I'd be very concerned about my bloody stomach. Anyway, that's just a, a little thing. It's I fun. love it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Three bandits arrive. I think we can assume father and two sons. And they have a dog with them. I'm going to call them Doggo. He's, yeah. he's a cute dog. Do we eat him? So this is a bummer. The three bandits, when they ride up, they have scalps with them, Indian scalps. And they're very graphic. thought that was a lot. Yeah, I agree. I'm not trying to say, uh, I just, this is... Uh, the movie's called Cowboys and Aliens, and uh, it's it's not a deep, hardcore look at uh, the plight of the Native American people, and mm-hmm. we do need to... Y- certain movies that are not just movies, they're cultural, uh, historical retellings of important stories. You have to show the scalp. You have to show how horrible... Yes. This is cow... I I was, like, bummed out about that. Yeah. it It almost hits you way too soon. It's... It's a it's a lot. It's terrible. And it's, it's horrible. It's horrible. And um, I just was like, okay, I, I didn't sign up to watch a movie about the Holocaust. You know what I mean? Like I no, I, totally. I, I signed up for Cowboys and Aliens. I'm not saying. Well, that's where the tone is off, right? right? <sighs> I didn't even think. Yeah, all of this. It's it, it, it,
1: and it jumbles back and forth constantly to the point where I'm like, what am I watching? If someone wanted to make this and they wanted it to be accurate. Mm-hmm. You wouldn't be making cowboys
0: an alien. You're absolutely right. Um, Daniel, though, whew, he easily, easily takes these clowns down. At one point, he defies gravity. <laughs> he does. He <laughs> flies over the horse. like, like just like trampolines over. Yeah, like he's doing the, he is vaulting. He is vaulting. Oh, nails the Head lathers, first, too. Yeah. Just like dive. <laughs> he takes him out he's got three dead bodies and he gets the finest shoes the mm-hmm. ones that fit him the most he gets the, the one shirt that's the cleanest I he- liked this little bit Yeah, here. I thought it was fun he takes one of the horses and the doggo just starts following him he conveniently goes in the right direction
1: Yeah, no. he clearly doesn't remember anything <laughs> right so I was like how does this man
0: know where to go I'm also going to say this dog has no allegiance. Oh, no. Do no, not goes, expect anything from this dog. He's like, whoever feeds me is <laughs> my new master. He comes upon a small town. At one point, he he does kick the dog and goes, get out of here. Yeah. And I was like, oh, wow. Well, <laughs> no interesting there. choice. <laughs> <laughs> not often people want their main characters to <gasps> kick dogs. <laughs> but all right. Yeah, but here we are. Um, he looks into a window. But just like in a video game, he finds supplies. You're right. It very much is a video game. (laughs) Yeah. I love this guy. His Mm -hmm. name is Clancy Brown. He's one of those great actors where you recognize him right away, but you don't know his name. And that's very cool. I love that. We're going to later learn that Clancy Brown is the preacher for this town. And Clancy notes that Daniel's bleeding from the stomach. And Clancy says there are two types of men who get shot victims and criminals. So which one are you? And Daniel, whew, he admits he doesn't know. And I, we are all, all of us, the world is hit with this American accent. Just like he just took it out and just whipped us across the face with it. I was like, whoa, <laughs> whoa. Like, Buy a girl dinner first <laughs> before you show us this. What were your thoughts on Daniel Craig's American accent?
1: It was jarring. It was <laughs> well, it was kind of like, as you always point out, Yvette, it's not always the actor's fault. Mm-hmm. You know, there are so many things along the way before we get to the day where we are filming. Mm-hmm. And even on the day of filming, there are. Mm -hmm. moments where you can step aside and say, is this working? At this point,
0: because of the accent,
1: I almost thought, okay, well, maybe they're going for comedy. Right.
0: Thankfully, Clancy is not only a preacher, but he has... um, Some medical. Yeah. He has a medical degree under his He does the pour some liquor on the wound, the old liquor solves all kind of thing.
1: I love it how in films, we're always just pouring random drinks. Yes. Like random whiskey, random... Uh And I'm like...
0: Do we know? Like, which is better? Like, it's funny. You know, Daniel, he gets on that horse, he rides into town, he finds shelter, he makes a friend that gives him free medical attention. It's so convenient. It's so helpful. The last thing we want is our character to have to face adversity (laughs) (laughs) and obstacles. We hear a gunshot. The entitled rich kid has arrived. Paul Dano. He's drunk. He's waving his gun and shooting, and in between gunshots, he tells us that everyone in this town has to put up with him because his daddy owns all the cattle in the town, which is why the town is even here. Everyone works for the cattle ranch. Sam Rockwell, he's the owner of the saloon, and he races out, and he's wearing glasses, and Paul Dano calls him out, swats out his glasses, and meanwhile, there's a very beautiful woman. Her name is Anna de la Regua. I mean, I don't think I'm saying her name's Anna de la Regua. Uh,
1: that's pretty close. I haven't... You.
0: She's a, another one of those very pretty actresses that's yeah. talented and you don't know her name, but you know, you've seen her before. You've seen her before. Yeah. Exactly. I'm and exactly. I like her. She plays Maria and she's begging for everyone to calm down. And my first thought, because already Sam's playing a very um, meek... Meek. I'm like, words, how yeah. did he swing that girl? This is the wild, wild west. Women were... <laughs> they weren't going for Meek. No, so sure. and there weren't that many of them. She would have been the talk of the town. I don't know why she settled for him. We get our first shot here of Olivia Wilde.
1: D- didn't you love the, the hair and like it looked like there was a fan blowing <laughs> in her face? And I just thought, yeah,
0: okay. Her job in this film is to stare wide-eyed at Daniel Craig and kind of always be following him around. She does a great job at that. It's um it's spectacular. Olivia Wilde is cast a lot as the I was born beautiful yesterday archetype. You can look it up online, but the idea is that she's a fully formed woman that's beautiful, but she doesn't know the ways of our world. And she needs a random white guy to explain things to her to the point where she's walking around naked because she doesn't realize she needs clothes. What is that movie where he goes to an arcade and then falls into the arcade world? Tron. Was she in Tron? Tron. Thank you. So Olivia Wilde in Tron is also playing a very similar character where she is perfectly formed. And the only reason she's so enamored with the main character is because he's... A random dude that can explain to her basic What's random happening. things. Yes, yeah. it, it, there's nothing special about it. And the idea is that it's it's this is not Olivia Wilde's fault. She, in 2011, she was she needed to take the roles that she took, and this isn't even that horrible of example she of this. Brought this
1: up though. She did an interview a while back when she did Booksmart. Because that was her directorial debut, yes, and yes. she was like, look, for so long, everything was based on looks, like yeah.
0: what you do. And she goes, but as a director, your looks don't matter. Right. It's- if you are a, a male that's um, mostly straight, yeah. cause you're, or you mostly want to date women, I'm not saying, you you know, yeah, yeah. but this is a dangerous thing thing to fetishize because experience, life experience is sexy. Different body types are sexy. You might not be attracted to someone at first, but then you get to know them and the things that you didn't find attractive are now the hottest things in the world. It's also very dangerous because then it says men, all they have to do is know basic life skills and the woman should be so blown away by that. You should- the bar is, is so low. Yeah. Make yourself a catch. Yeah. But with this fetishizing this type of woman, what's the point in doing something outside of your comfort zone? What's the point in going out and You don't have to try that hard. You don't have to try it all because you're literally the first and only man they've ever met. Yep. And so that's why they like you. So it's just it I, I this is might be the first episode where we actually got into the female gaze a little bit. It and see this it's an older Yes, an older film. Interesting. Sheriff Keith Carradine rides into town to put a stop to Paul's ridiculous bullying. When he came in, I was like, this movie has everyone. Everything is so right. Yeah. And it's so bad. Because Daniel Craig has to be a strong, silent American Western cowboy, a lot of the screen time has to be taken up by other characters. That do have big voices. Right. It's so destructive. Yeah. There, why can't... He woke up. He has no memory. He's bleeding from his stomach. He's got something in his, on his arm, and he can't go into town and say to someone, Do you recognize me? He's not <laughs> Who allowed, am I? Who, he's not allowed to, to do this. He's not allowed to be a... Active participant in his own goddamn life.
1: I think if you're trying to do this action adventure epic story, there needs to be some lighter fare, and we don't get enough of it here. There should be comedic elements, and they should come from Daniel's character. He's a funny guy. We all know that. We all know that now. Yeah.
0: No one would think he was less of a man if he said, Do you guys recognize me? Like, yeah. Yeah. Oh, there's it. Where have you been? You son of a bitch. And you know what's so um, funny is <laughs> that, uh, you know, where have you been? You owe me 50 bucks. <laughs> Where's our gold, damn it? Yeah.
1: Like, what do you mean your gold? Oh my God, he's lost his mind. <laughs> yeah.
0: So there's only so much standing back, observing, and looking cool that we can stay on. It's, mm-hmm. it, there's only so much he can do, so we have to cut. We're moving and grooving. Back at the sheriff's office, Keith takes sight of something that really grabs his attention, and he walks towards it. It's a wanted poster for Daniel Craig. He's wanted dead or alive. Pretty serious. Mm -hmm. And it states he's the scourge of the territories. So we go back to what Clancy said. Are you a victim or are you a criminal? And Mm -hmm. Now we're like, ding, 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 criminal. As as far as we know right now, this poster at least, and what Keith Carradine believes is he's a criminal. I wish we had this information sooner. Back at the saloon... (laughs) Sam Rockwell's all but hurt because no one respects him
1: but that's infuriating right it it I see another point of like you have a beautiful woman who's with a mm-hmm. mediocre man and, and, like, and she's like, I follow you anywhere and, and it's like this- but that's what mediocre men want to hear they want to hear that like oh yeah, see it is possible see we right. do
0: deserve that and it's like what? So my prediction for Sam's character was that she was telling him the truth. He just kind of needs to be reminded of it. And we're going to see him go on to become a hero arc. We're going to uh, see him throughout this movie. He's he's a little bit of a baby bitch boy. Sure, she sees that. She knows that. But also she knows there's something deeper within him, he's going to become this hero. Now there's something very toxic about that as well, because we train women to look deep inside and there's something in there that you've got to cultivate. You got to fix it. You got to fix him or you got to inspire him or you got to do this. It's up to you. You're not your, you're not your future partner's secretary. Yeah. You're not. And also what are you talking about? You see something deep within him. If when you look at a man and you see a little baby bitch boy, (laughs) chances are that's, that's There's, who he is. That's who he is. But, you're, oh, but I I see the real him. It's like, what? Whatever. Usually with those women, I'm a real boy. Yeah. Usually those women that have that character flaw where they're like, you know, I'm always like, I don't want to compete with her in the dating realm. So I'm one of those girls who's like, yeah, he's really special. <laughs> you're just so lucky. <laughs> yeah. I don't want to compete with her. Stay with the loser. Oh, that's true. <laughs> Take the loser off the table. Yeah. Oh, shocks. He's no so Oh man. Uh, wow. what a lucky fellow. What a yeah. lucky you. <laughs> I think his diaper is full, so go change him. <laughs> Take him out of here. Thank you.
1: Savage. I'm
0: sorry, you know. Oh, but he's got something inside of him, deep inside of him. He's gonna be a hero. His mom and I both agree. <laughs> Again, our non-character main character, Daniel Craig, enters. And uh, Olivia Wilde appears. She's in the ball. Again. With the hair. The wind is blowing. Did you think with how she was acting, she might be an alien in disguise? Because she just was acting not like a woman of this world. Which, again, goes to that character trait that she is playing mm-hmm. Born Beautiful Yesterday, and you can't be Born Beautiful Yesterday and be a real human woman. I think in this scene, I was
1: just like, uh, the behavior was a little weird, but
0: I also kind of thought, eh, they've kind of,
1: her eyes look kind of weird. I, but I just kind of like put it out of my head. I was like, eh, we're just gonna get through this scene.
0: Keith Carradine comes into the saloon to arrest him. This scene, dude, shots are fired. <laughs> people are flying <laughs> Thankfully Olivia Wilde knocks out Daniel Craig and he falls to the floor we get our first flashback of the woman in his photographs it's played by Abigail Spencer I like her a lot yeah um, she's very like underrated I think Oh yeah she's lying down on a field there's shots of Daniel with um, like tentacles but like um it's not a tentacle this is our first introduction that this is going to be not just cowboys but cowboys and aliens We are finally introduced. To Paul Danos' father, Harrison Ford. Dun, dun, dun. Harrison is torturing the field hand that we saw earlier. He was the sole survivor of the sonic boom. And I know why we have this scene. We have this scene because we want to be introduced to Harrison Ford being a cruel, rough, no nonsense kind of guy. Mm -hmm. whatever. So we're back at the station and Keith Carradine comes in and shows Daniel the wanted poster and he states that Daniel killed his wife. Guns drawn. They take him outside. Again, Olivia Wilde effervescently comes up to Daniel. She's like, I need you. Help me. (laughs) And, of course, a mob of men on horses are riding into town. It's Harrison Ford, and he wants his son, Paul Daniel. He's not going to let them turn Paul into the police because rich white men get to make the rules. Yeah, they get off. Yeah, and that's how it is. Harrison recognizes Daniel, and he's like, Daniel Craig, that's the man that stole my gold. Was there a moment where you were like, that's the movie That you wanted to see. Daniel Craig is the leader of a criminal gang, and it's in this time period, and they're going after trains and uh, stagecoaches, and oh. Oh, I Harrison Ford is the lawman. And oh, and you know those Wells Fargo things where they're going and you know that whole the term of shotgun. I'm sure you do everyone knows that. But we get to see like a shotgun, you know, you're the one holding the shotgun. That's why you're shotgun because someone needed to hold the gun because Daniel Craig looking so good riding in. Oh oh, getting a little hot right now thinking about that movie. (laughs) <laughs> Maybe you should write this. I know. Oh, God. That's the movie. The real cowboy and aliens. Oh, oh, so um, I hate to say it because I'm pretty sure I stopped this movie and probably forgot I stopped it right around here. I didn't even get to the aliens. No,
1: this is crazy. And I I'm, swear to you, mm-hmm. this is where I'm pretty sure I fell asleep at this point because it's
0: also like pretty dark. Mm-hmm. This um Oh,
1: sequence. oh, yes. <laughs> yes.
0: You, that, yo, it gets very dark. It's very dark. Because it's nighttime, but also it gets very dark. Yeah. The aliens start firing their sonic lasers. They're pulling up towns, people abducting them. Daniel's cuff bracelet starts beeping. It's such a bummer because I wish that that thing should have gone off way sooner before this. I would have been probably way more engaged because that cuff bracelet is fun and cool, right?
1: It's a super cool element. I love that he wakes up and has this thing on it, which is totally outside of the time period yes. that he's in. And it's like, what? The
0: There's some f- steampunk how? elements. It's fun.
1: I just think we waited too long to get to the bracelet again. Mm-hmm. I was too invested in a Western yeah. to then all of a sudden be catapulted. Over into yeah. fantasy sci-fi
0: land. Another thing like, is what? nobody kind of mentions it. He's been around a lot of people. Now. No one has said, "What, what the, the fuck is yeah. that on your arm?" And I think I, I don't know. It just it's a it's a bummer because you were already asleep and I had already stopped the movie. So yeah, we're what 20, 25 minutes in. Yeah. So his his bracelet is cool, and the way it But works works. And no one cares. No one cared by this point. You're so right. With the,
1: they had to make him too stoic. Yeah, that no one could ask him questions really. Mm
0: -hmm. And yet he kind of already knows everything because he he accepts it all. Yeah, he's
1: like, I guess it's me now. I feel like he
0: just woke up with this and was like, "Eh, I guess I'm gonna have this. Yeah, (laughs) yeah, it's like a, it's bad back, you know. Just got a deal. I'm a man, damn it. (laughs) Let me just go this way. I'll find a town. (laughs) This is where they start making some good choices. Mm -hmm. Anna, the unappreciated saloon owner's wife she's abducted taken like the claw machine paul dano is abducted which means harrison ford's got some skin in the game i almost wish maybe if i'd stuck around back in 2011 i would have finished the movie if i had just literally i think if you would have just watched another three minutes and same with you do you think you would have stayed up if you just or by that point it was point, still really dark <laughs> <laughs> i don't know it's dark okay. for a while they they just it was too long and, you know, whatever. Back in the carriage, Daniel's bracelet shows us what it was always meant to be. It's a cool weapon. Daniel uses his cuff bracelet and he takes down one of the alien spaceships. It's like a drone, I would say. Like a one, one man, a one alien pod drone.
1: Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's so they're small. This
0: man. isn't uh, the alien's mothership. These are little, Correct. these are drones. Correct. Not little, but they're drones. There's enough to make some, create some damage. But it's small enough that... The the shot from Daniel's uh, cuff bracelet can easily take it down. Correct, correct. If they get hit by Daniel's cuff bracelet, they're going down. Game over. Yeah. Yeah, perfect. A woman screams, the crowd goes to look, and an alien scampers away. We don't get a good look at the alien, smart, but we do see its weird footprint. Thought that was kind of cool. Again, Mm -hmm. I was was like, why couldn't this, this scene should have happened 15 minutes into the movie, if not 10 minutes into the movie. I agree.
1: He should agree. agree. I think they were just so focused on motivations for characters for the rest of the film. But I'm like, no. No, everything gets shot out the window as soon as the aliens arrive. And it is survival mode and beating these
0: motherfuckers, right? (sighs) That's what it should be. We don't need the prologue. Exactly. Especially since the prologue really spent a lot of time on the saloon owner, on Sam Rockwell. And that is just... It's such a dead... It's such a dead end. Okay. Harrison's like, we're going to go and save our people. And Daniel, you owe me, so you need to come with us. But remember this moment, my dear listeners. Harrison punches Daniel. Daniel punches Harrison. And then Harrison, who's got the manpower, everyone is invested in saving all the people. They let the one man that has the weapon walk off. Now, granted... He's got a big weapon. He's got the BFG, the big fucking gun, as they say. He can take you all out. But Harrison, I feel in that moment, he lets him leave. Harrison later is going to say something that I almost wish they simply hadn't put in the script. So remember this moment, everyone. Again, Daniel rides away. Where's he going? How does he know where he he needs to go? Uh, I don't know. I will say this. Daniel Craig, he's got some coordination. So Daniel, again, thank God, because he wanders. He uh, he doesn't know where he's going. He doesn't. uh, But he he arrives at his homestead and he has a flashback and this flashback does not make him look good. This flashback, he arrives home and she's there and she runs up and kisses him. And I was like, oh, oh, for for that one moment, I was like, I would be like, sir, (laughs) take me now. (laughs) <laughs> yes, I and know. then it gets very toxic because he uh, he shows her the gold that he's stolen. She says, "You need to give that back." And he shows us early warning signs of an abusive husband. These are in the pamphlets that they give out at women's shelters. The, yeah. the, the, the yeah. How he acts and behaves in this quick second before the gold starts moving and grooving on its own and floating up towards the alien ship yeah. is just early warning signs of an abusive, abusive husband. I was like, what's going on? They showed us these scalps in the beginning, and then we they go out of their way to not let Daniel be anything other than cool, calm, and collected to the detriment of the story. And then when we finally get to know him, he's in a Abusive husband? Yeah, he's a wife beater or something. I think this is the most
1: disturbing thing about males being portrayed is that, okay, you're stoic, and this is how you treat your wife. And these are fine behaviors. Yeah. And like, yeah. they go hand in hand with one another. hmm Like, you are these things. Mm-hmm. Like, this is what it means to be a man.
0: The gold on this table starts moving and grooving, melding together, a sonic boom, everybody flies up. What he's supposed to gather from that flashback is that these aliens killed or trapped his wife so he has skin in the game now he needs to join that group thankfully from that moment between that scene ends and the next scene begins daniel using a hypersonic missile is able to get on his horse and join the group (laughs) (laughs) I don't know how this group for a while now has been going in one direction towards the tracks of alien.
1: How did he? Daniel,
0: clearly the last time we saw him was going the opposite direction. Yep. That's awesome. Harrison Ford's like, welcome back. (laughs) So remember when I told everyone to remember that moment? Yes. It's a throwaway line. And Harrison Ford says to Daniel Craig, I should have killed you and took that thing around your wrist off of your dead arm. And I was like, wait, <laughs> duh. Because I, I'm not a sadistic narcissist. I've never tied a man up to two horses and then had the horses separate him, which we've, we were introduced to Harrison Ford that way. The aliens have Harrison Ford's son. And in that moment, Harrison Ford, a sadistic man of torture, lets Daniel Craig walk off. Uh, boom. Get the thing off his wrist, put it on my guy that has the best shot, and let's go. Movie's over. <laughs> it, for, because what Harrison knows is that he stole his gold, and Harrison doesn't know for a fact, but he's a wife killer. He's an accused wife killer. Yep. Uh, how much does a bullet cost in those times? You, right. Boom, get the thing off his wrist, let's go. Okay. So, you know. Uh, huh? Why does he say it? They should never mention that. They should never have had that throwaway <laughs> because, line because I was like, "Yeah, that's a good idea. Yeah, maybe you should have done that. But you should have done that. That's well, wild." Yeah. And I was like, "Of course, Harrison Ford. I would never have thought of that. Right? I would have been so distraught that my loved one was taken. I would I would have been in shock that a- I would have been in a corner with the blanket, needing the hot cocoa. The, the, the sky that they they the, the came out falling. of the sky. I would never have thought. Kill that guy. Take the thing off his arm. Let's go. But it would have been the smartest thing it, to do. It, it would have been Harrison Ford's first thought. It was such a throwaway line, but dear God, this movie is. All it was over the not place. a throwaway line, folks. We get something fun here. Are you ready for this? I don't think you're going to realize what this is. So Sam okay. Rockwell, I think we're going to start his journey. Yeah, his, he's going to start manning up and become just, the man that his wife deserves. It just looks like that though. God, he's a good looking guy when he's not playing this character. 100%, 100%. I'll tell you that. Hundred percent. Hundred percent. And this guy rides up to him, and this guy is just a built, good looking guy. Yep. And uh, he says something like, I bet you the aliens are eating our people. Like something like that, right? This is none other than Brendan Wayne. Now, Brendan Wayne is the grandson of John Wayne. And not only is Brendan Wayne a very good looking man, but Brendan Wayne is the Mandalorian when Pedro is not there, Brandon is the Mandalorian. Oh, Did you know that? Cuz this is John Favreau. So,
1: you know that tracks. I do not watch The
0: Mandalorian, so I am really out of the loop in oh. anything Marvel. So, uh, what's so fun about this is that this is I bet you, I don't know what happened behind the scenes, but John Favreau is a is legit. Yes. And sometimes Things don't work out and some, t- you know, he, maybe he didn't have the... I think he, he's already done Iron Man by this point, so he's a big time guy. Yeah, he guy. did the first Iron Man, yeah. But um, the first season, especially of The Mandalorian, feels very much like a Western, but... In an alien world, mm. so you can see that he has been interested in this genre for a while of mixing because it's very, it feels very, very western, like yeah. even to the point where we have Timothy Oliphant coming out and playing a sheriff and their oh, shootouts, and, and of course, the Mandalorian is taking care of baby Yoda, yeah. So, uh the Mandalorian, when his mask comes off, and it's very rare, it's only happened twice that we get to see Pedro behind the mask, but Pedro has such a beautiful voice, and he does all the voice work, of course. So when the Mandalorian talks, we hear Pedro yeah. in in the soundstage, and we also, they do this thing to Pedro's voice where we hear Pedro, but it's behind a helmet. Yes. So... When Pedro isn't on set, which is a lot of the time, you know, um, and don't get me wrong, Pedro looks so good because this in the last season too. I'm sorry I'm going off on this, but this is so That's fun right. to me. I'll uh, you know. But in season two, towards the end, Pedro has to take off his mask and talk to his supervisor because he's pretending to be a stormtrooper because he's trying to save baby Yoda. So he has to in that moment he has to decide: do you save baby Yoda and go against your religion? which is if he takes off the mask, he's going against his religion. Or do you take off the mask and save your little buddy, you know? And so Happy. he chooses to take off his mask and they have a whole scene. And Pedro, gorgeous man. I love him and everything. He takes off the mask and I scream. I'm so excited. It ends, the scene ends with him putting on his mask and he has to run out the window because of course their cover is blown. And when he puts on the mask, The next scene, as much as I love Pedro and would gladly, gladly have sex with that man, once the mask is down and the camera moves, it immediately is our Brandon because Pedro has a lot of things to do, you know, and and of course insurance and Brandon is a stunt guy. I'm not saying that Pedro, you know what I mean? But of course it's the other reason I could easily tell that it was Brandon is because Pedro for as attractive and gorgeous as he is, all of a sudden when... He put that mask down and the camera turned. Um, Mando had gained about uh, six inches and about 50 pounds of pure muscle. <laughs> it was just yeah. so obvious. Like, Pedro's a good looking guy. I'm not trying to put, I would have. But he's not. But he's not. Uh, Brandon Wade's a big, big boy. You yeah, know, yeah. and he's in, and the Mandalorian's a big boy, but it just, be, it was so obvious. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I've studied Pedro's body because I love his body. But you mm-hmm. know what I mean? Like, Aww. <laughs> Aww. it was just so obvious. You know, oh, like. God, it's actually oh, really funny. Yeah, it's because he puts it down turn. And then all of a sudden I was like, he went from 5'11 to 6'2 and yeah, he like went Captain from America, yeah. yeah 175 to 250 you know, or something like, yes. and so anyway, he walked up on this horse and I, I was like, wait, okay, what? And I was like, oh my God, that is, that's Brandon Wade. And of course, when I, as I said, I watched on Amazon and when I did, uh, stopped it to like, it showed me Brandon yes. and I clicked and I was like, yeah, I knew it. I knew it. So I'm not trying to act like I'm a super fan and I knew right away when yeah, he walked yeah. up, but, um, I when I so, of course, I paid a little extra attention and I was like, Whoa, yeah, hello, sir. Yeah, you're a Mandalorian dude. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, yeah, you know. yeah, that makes sense. but moving on, it's raining, meaning the tracks have washed away. This is a cool set. They come upon a riverboat that's turned upside down and Someone says, you know, there's no river anywhere near here. So something must have hit that Mississippi River boat, you know, yeah, and c- enough force to bring it onto land and to flip it over. We, of course, know it's our aliens. Really cool set because it's raining. They go inside the river boat, and it was upside down. It looked good. It did.
1: It did look really there's cool. A, there's,
0: they put some money in this.
1: At this point, I was like, okay, this film really, you can see the money. <laughs> okay, I had a moment where
0: I just was like. Harrison Ford is a man's man in real life. He loves flying and planes. Mm -hmm. He's crashed a lot of his planes and walked away, just went like, ow, scratch, you know. (laughs) I'm not trying to take away that he is not a man's man. But I can tell you right now that Harrison Ford has never been camping, and Harrison Ford has never had to cook for himself because he is sitting there and he's peeling an onion next to a fireplace, and he's eating the onion. And I think we're we're supposed to feel like, oh, he's eating this onion raw. He's such a man's man. All he needs to do is take a piece of that onion and put it under that fire, yeah. get that thing caramelized. You've got nature's candy, baby. Oh, it is so good.
1: Wow. <laughs> you just really it at the blink <laughs> blink no. of an eye, you turn into <sighs> a spokesperson. <laughs> for,
0: for onions. onions. <laughs> no, no. You are camping and you've got a whole onion, you give that thing to me, baby. I will come. Make you. a blooming onion out of oh. it. <laughs> <laughs> You caramelize that shit, and it's so good. Oh, love onions so effing much! And he's cutting it up, oh, and I the whole notice. time I was like, "It, it just told me because it, whoever wrote that scene wrote it one way, and, and no one questioned it. N- no one questioned it. And then Harrison Ford, being a, a very talented actor, I I like him. Mm-hmm. Obviously, is has not cooked for himself in many years. Yeah, because if when you cook for yourself, uh, you. You know, putting those onions in that skillet just <laughs> brings it all. Oh my god! And then also camping, you, you you cut something off and you heat it up on that fireplace, and you you got yourself a <laughs> yummy little, little meal here. Oh, oh. so I was like, all right. I mean, you yeah, you,
1: it's it's not fun to eat a raw onion like that.
0: But I can tell you right now, I'm not a camping girl. I'm not even a big cook. But if I would have put that. On the fire to heat that bad boy up and get a little caramelized, get some, get it going. Kill mm. me, he killed me. Okay, we got an obligatory shirtless scene with Daniel Craig. I was fine with it. I was uh, fine yeah. with it. I was like, oh god, it was like, wow, that the first. Again.
1: We should have seen that when he was getting dressed within the first two minutes.
0: It would have set the scene for the movie. It would have, uh,
1: but like also, it would have showed us the tone immediately,
0: right? Yeah. Mm. God, that would have been great. There's an alien in the overturned river boat. We see the alien. It reminds me of Sigourney Weaver's alien yes, kind of yes. a little bit. Um, uh,
1: well, mm, no, it reminds me, uh, you know what it reminded me of initially was the shape of water.
0: Oh, okay. Yeah, sure. Yeah, it's got, it's humanoid. It's got the two legs. It's got like the eyes that yeah. are really like bulgy. Yeah. I, honestly, for a brief second, I was like, that's kind of cute. Yeah, it's fine. The alien kills Clancy Brown. Yeah. And the preacher, while he lay dying, he tells Daniel that God doesn't care who you were, son, but only who you are. Now, here's the thing. I'm not sure which God he's referring to, but if he's referring to the God from the Old and New Testaments of the Bible, that's not at all true. (laughs) I'll tell you that right now. That's not at all true. And the preacher should know that. The God that I think we're supposed to believe, that, unless the preacher is secretly Buddhist or something, the God that the preacher represents, you need in order to get into that God's good graces, you need to believe that Jesus Christ was his only son and that he gave his life so that all of us could get into heaven. He was the original sacrifice for our mortal sin because women had to go, uh, some woman years and years ago had to go and eat a goddamn apple that she wasn't allowed to eat. So I don't
1: know, ladies and gentlemen, dear listeners, (laughs) I want you to replay the last 30 seconds and rehear that because
0: truly couldn't have said it better myself. My, the God that I believe in said thou shall not kill and then killed a bunch of motherfuckers. (laughs) He was like, wait a second. Why are you guys worshiping a golden calf? here comes an earthquake, (laughs) (laughs) you know? Yeah. Yeah. So in the morning, the group is a lot smaller. A lot of men ran off in the night. I like that. Sam, oh, you know, we didn't they touch on They couldn't afford this. him that time. Yeah, yeah. You know, I love that. That sounds <laughs> solid. That's solid. You know, we didn't touch on this, but before Clancy dies that night, yep. he is showing Sam Rockwell how to shoot. I'm thinking, because we're starting that journey of Sam kind of well, manning up. It's about dang time. Yeah, We yeah. are full, so, so then, far. Oh my god, I can't tell you, but Sam wants to um, say a few words over the preacher's grave, yep. and Daniel stands next to him, because, you know, and they it, uh, Sam does the old dust to Dust speech and and we move forward. Even so we didn't need that. No, but I thought we were doing it because we're showing that these two men are on this journey of becoming better men, and they're that. That's the only reason I could say why it's in there.
1: But you know what? I okay. So right before that, when Harrison Ford is like, "Yeah, we're not saying anything," mm-hmm. and they just go off. Yeah, and you see Sam just kind of like turn. I thought it was just gonna end there. Like, him and Daniel were just gonna be like, all right, and then just get back on their horses and go, right? Even the doggo is gone. He's like, fuck
0: this. (laughs) I don't care. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I think the reason they kept it, my humble opinion, is because they want uh, Sam, is the opposite of Daniel. Sam is scared. Sam is meek. Sam can't stand up for himself. He let a little teenager knock his glasses off, you know, and last night, Sam was taught how to shoot a gun by Clancy and Sam wants to give a little bit more respect. The night before, Daniel got this pearls of wisdom while Clancy lay dying and he also wants to give that respect. So we're watching these two men, an accused wife killer. We know now he didn't kill his wife, but he did bring stolen gold, which we will learn Yes. Is why she got taken. So anyway, but they're trying, they're going on a redemption thing and this could be it. Whatever. It wasn't because that's not what's happening. We've got fresh tracks though, which is good. This once robust group is looking a little bleak. So they go through a Canyon and Walter Goggins is here. This movie has everybody. This movie should have been so good. Walter Goggins is here, and he's like, hey, what's up, boss? We learned Daniel is not just a robber, but he is robber supreme. He is the boss. There's about 30 men that he controlled for the train robberies and the stagecoach robberies. Daniel decides to do a little mergers and acquisitions. We're going to bring the groups together. The only problem is that the Criminal gang isn't too excited about working with these new band of brothers. And the main guy of the criminal gang calls Olivia Wilde a whore. And he says, is this the whore that you left us for? Now, of course, we know that it's not. We know it's Abigail, but whatever. And this is where I'm like, why did we go through any of this? Sam Rockwell, our little baby bitch boy who I thought was on a journey. Everyone holds up their guns at Olivia Wilde because our main criminal, the leader of the gang now, knows that this is his biggest bargaining chip with Daniel Craig. Yep. He's not going to let Daniel take his men. Daniel is no longer in charge. And we're going to hold our guns at this woman because Daniel, the last time we talked to him, he said he was running off to get married and took his gold maybe even took some of ours that was supposed to be our share and left to go to this whore that he chose to marry. And one of the guys in the criminal gang, because there's already so many guns facing Olivia, holds up his gun at Sam Rockwell. And Sam, no joke, he says to, oh my God, he says to the man holding his gun up at him, Mm -hmm. he says to him, you're supposed to point the gun at the whore. It's supposed to be funny, but... The tone is off here. It, the Everything that he's been building up, and now you... No. Oh, my God. So there's and He's a fun, back at square one. He's back at square one. And the thing that's so funny about it is it's not a funny joke. Nope. And what could have been a bad example, because you know I love to give yes. bad examples. Sam takes his newfound skill that Clancy taught him the night before, and he disarms that guy and points it at him, and then everyone just goes... And, like, and they just move their guns to him, and he's like, oh, I thought that would work. You know what I mean? Technically, the joke that he's supposed to be making is, don't point the gun at me, point it at the woman. Yep. It wasn't funny, and and it, it, it wasn't even like, you know how people, like, something's funny, but people go, that wasn't funny, because they're, like, I wasn't offended. No. I was like, I thought this doesn't I fit. I was confused. I was confused. I was like, well, first of all, there's so many guns on her anyway. Yeah. And then also this this is the reason this movie only Or moved. or
1: what if it was like he he's pointing his gun at Sam and Sam just like leans over like this and moves his hand like that and is like there you go <laughs> <laughs> Even that like he thought he was helping this guy he's like oh
0: no you're supposed to point at the woman and then he goes oh that that's that was weird and then he, and then, then and
1: then it goes back to him and he's like all right all right, yeah,
0: all you, right. You, you can give it. But then <laughs> even that is like I know it's, it's it, it, no but but the, the moment shouldn't even happen. To be honest yeah. with you, we no, didn't need this it moment. It shouldn't even be written. It, it doesn't, be, doesn't they matter. They just all put their guns at her, and we keep moving with the scene. We did. It, it just made no sense. I was like, "Who's writing this guy?" Also, like, I thought he was supposed to be going on it's a journey. A waste of time.
1: We're setting up a camera uh, angle for Sam Rockwell to say this uh, line. Like, what? Well, thankfully, the aliens
0: come. And, and uh, that was
1: that was three hours, by the way. That was three hours to get that shot. God <laughs>
0: damn it, the aliens. They come into frame, and uh, we finally get a, a, a fun, I think, uh, scene where we get to see the horses and they're on the horsebacks and they're outrunning the aliens or they're not. It, whatever. Uh, the idea that these horses could keep up with these interstellar spaceships, I'm not too into, but that's okay because this is why I'm here. This is no, this,
1: yeah, I want to see the cowboy,
0: I want to see cowboys versus aliens, yeah. yeah,
1: I want to see, how, and yeah,
0: and I'm fine with but, it. Uh, the daniel jumps on the alien spaceship uh, again it's more of a drone ship um they blow uh, sorry olivia's taken yep uh and daniel goes to rescue her as he should uh he is able to blow up the sh- uh the alien ship while they're over a body of water and they fall into the water God, that lake looked i want to go swim in no, that I lake no i was going to
1: say this was a uh, that was a really cool shot yeah sequence the next moment here is where i have a problem
0: oh Tell me, I didn't, really no, they have... come out of the water, right? Yeah. And they have that moment when they've like, I thought that was, so I, I oh my goodness, are we going to disagree? I thought it was really fun because he said to her, I can't believe we flew. And I kind of needed to be reminded yet. They don't have airplanes now. I thought that was kind of a fun moment.
1: Oh, that's clever. I just meant it was awkward right before the aliens showed up out of the water when like, they stare at each other and you're like, oh, my God, are they going to kiss? Like, this is going to be,
0: you know. I got to be honest with you. There was no... I, I, I didn't even pick up on that because I did not feel oh. any tension from okay, that. Okay, great. <gasps> but you Good. were like, but you, you were like, ugh. Yeah, I was just like... <sighs> no one's buying it. But I did find... he
1: Well, Daniel's charming. Yeah, Daniel. And you know what I thought in that moment? We needed more of this... Mm-hmm. character.
0: Yeah. In the, sh- in the yeah, film. Yeah. That, it, where was this? It was a really fun moment. So he gets out of the lake. They, they both get out of the lake. They're coughing, doing the whole thing. They get up to the shore and he says, oh my gosh, we flew. And I know it's this you. is stupid, but I was like, oh yeah, duh. They don't have, I, I, I'm not a historian. I was like, oh yeah, duh. They, they don't have that doesn't exist do yet. They ha- do they have a hot air balloon? Was the thing at the t- like is a- maybe? But
1: it's not something that the average
0: yeah, person. Yeah, yeah, would... yeah, yeah. Um, the uh, the alien from the ship jumps out of the water and just hits her so hard. God,
1: that honestly, I thought that killed her. Uh, it did. Well, yeah. <laughs> 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 it did, but like I thought, like instantly, like she she
0: she was. Gone. Yeah, no, uh, that he, was he hard. Was... Like
1: he, it literally.
0: It was, a, it was a kill shot. He yeah. hit her so hard. He carries her back again. He's able to find... They they, they meet up so easily. They've all dispersed because of this... It's whatever. Uh, they meet up. And Middle of the desert. <gasps> Harrison, it, everyone's pretty upset yeah. that she is dead. The Native Americans arrive. It's a group of them. And they're doing this stereotypical hooting and hollering. And yeah. they take the white people hostage. And I'm asking you this. Do you think... Today, they would have filmed this scene.
1: Not in this way. I feel like we're fetishizing in this scene
0: Native American culture. I absolutely do not think this scene would have been no, filmed. it's
1: too... No, they, it's,
0: they come out doing very stereotypical... It's fetishizing. Oh, yeah. A um, whole they group take of people. They take them hit prisoner and then they take Olivia Wilde's body and they drop it in the fireplace. And it's just incredible Yeah, I'm I I will admit I'm I'm not fast to, forward a
1: little bit. Okay.
0: Here. But everything's fine because Olivia Wilde comes out of the fire, mm-hmm. Phoenix Reborn. She's naked because she went her clothes to an alien. Wow. And uh, Daniel gives her his jacket. Olivia Wilde tells us that the aliens want gold. Now why do they want the gold? because it's as rare to them as it is to us whatever fine moving on um this explains <laughs> oh my god <laughs> i'm so bored by this bite at this point
1: no i literally was thinking to myself just now oh my god we're only here
0: mm-hmm. but don't worry there's not a lot there's left not. because everything just kind of falls apart yeah daniel this explains why the gold was sucked up in the flashback and why the yeah, aliens they wanted it yep to be fair, though, when you steal a bunch of gold, don't be surprised when the people who want it back accidentally shoot your wife. So, you know, yeah. I mean, she could have, whatever, um, and not even on purpose shot her friendly fire while they're trying to get their gold back. So she, her life was in danger because of him. Full stop, you know. Yeah. Um, Olivia Wilde says we have to work together. Yeah, we do. Um, <laughs> the Native Americans are like, it's time for a vision quest because Daniel still, although he knows where the town is, he knows how to ride a horse, he knows how to do all these things, he does not remember like everything. We finally see what happens. It's so convenient. It's so convenient. <laughs> the main alien doctor was doing experiments on them. The reason Daniel Craig's wound is open and yet looks cauterized at the same time is because the knife that the alien put in him was alive with electricity and broke his skin and also cauterized parts of it at the same time. Daniel is able to take that same knife and takes out the alien doctor's eye and inadvertently his his left hand falls on the cuff bracelet that closes in around him. He is not able to save his wife, but he wanders out and is gets away from the alien ship and then passes out. So there's the backstory to that. Woo. Moving on. <laughs> the coolest part of this movie, the cuff bracelet, it was womp womp. Would have been cool to see him actively put that thing on his wrist. Would have cool to have seen him seek it out and, and it would have been cool to see him do anything other than just kind of flailing around but whatever. We're all teaming up and they all ride to the mothership together cuz now thanks to the vision quest Daniel remembers where, it, where is. it is. Yeah. Olivia, Dan and Daniel go into the ship. But then why did Sam Rockwells care? Cuz we don't Sam Rockwell does nothing in this battle that earns him any points or anything. Back inside the mothership Daniel and Olivia find the holding cell with all our human brothers and sisters. There's something about shooting out the light and whatever. And I kept wondering to myself, when is this going to end? Daniel kills the alien doctor. Olivia stays. Daniel escapes. We watch the ship take off. I will say I thought it was cool that the ship kept going. We we realized that the ship had uh, drilled its way in so that what we were actually seeing of the mothership is just the tip of the iceberg. And when it's taking off, it's actually way bigger and way more insidious because it was grilling into our core. Core. so yes. I thought that was cool I'm trying like I said trying to trying to be totally I'm not trying to just do a No, no, to no do this bash. was a cool moment this yeah. was a cool moment no I mean you know uh, Olivia Wilde she sacrifices herself um Oh God, they kiss it to, so that the bracelet falls off when they kiss oh, yeah, I, yeah whatever I, I
1: honestly I, I block that out.
0: the ship blows up and as it blows up all this gold dust kind of flies off of it because of course it's been mining our gold and there's a lot of gold that's going to come out of this wreckage including I'm sure alien tech and precious yeah. metals and all of this stuff this this ship falling and landing on earth is is going to revitalize this town for many years to come. All the people that are that were taken hostage are kind of coming to. They don't have a lot of memory. They're being greeted by their loved ones. Out of nowhere, Sam Rockwell steps up. He's gone on no journey. It's the most bizarre thing. To find thing. his wife. And I love him. This is nothing yeah. against him. Of course he's going to be in this movie. You know, like, of yeah. course he's like, yeah, it probably sounded really cool. And then he was like, what the fuck is going I, I know in my heart of hearts that Sam Rockwell, when he watched this movie, was like, that one. that wasn't it. Because he's a smart, talented, one of my favorite yeah. actors. This has nothing to do with him, but he goes up to his hot wife, and I'm like, the demand for women in the West, I don't she would never have slummed it with that guy with how he was acting. God. He had no, we didn't did we see him do anything heroic? No. In this battle? Absolutely nothing. Okay. I think he did shoot something because he learned to shoot. Well, that's giving him too much credit, all right? And here's the idea. Of westerns is and this the phrase is riding off into the sunset. That's a huge, big American culture thing. So many movies have characters ride off into the sunset because of westerns having that idea of you that the day is over. You're riding off into just the sunset, just another day, just another day, and tomorrow's going to bring new challenges. Yep. This movie, we go back to the town. It's midday. Everyone's having a good time. Rumor has it there's going to be a railroad coming in because of all the you know. Oh. and Daniel is pardoned by Harrison and Keith, the sheriff. They even say they're pretty sure that y- you died in the fight, meaning yeah. that he's going to get to live anew. And Daniel rides off in midday. <laughs> we don't even get to see, see this gorgeous man ride off into the sunset.
1: We could have used that.
0: It was called Cowboys and Aliens. You're, you're using tent poles of these genres. Yeah.
1: And just completely just, going like this. Yep. Yeah, just midday,
0: just a ride off he's got a while to go. It's just it was so unsatisfying. God, this movie really put us through the ringer. We have a rating system, you and I. Mm-hmm. 0 to 4 stars. What are you going to give this film?
1: This is hard. <laughs>
0: Should we? Oh, we know what we've never done. Should we write it down? Oh,
1: ooh, and then ooh, uh, I reveal because we can't change <laughs> yes, it. Yes, yes, yes. yes. Oh my god, I love this.
0: Okay. idea. Okay. I've only got one pencil, so you technically have to write yours first, but I won't look. Okay. <laughs> so we both have our numbers. <laughs> yes. And they're facing towards us, right? Yep. And then we're going to show our numbers to the other person. Yes. And I want you to say my number, and I'll okay. say yours. Okay. I'm okay. okay. count of three. One, two, three. <gasps> <laughs> <Point> 1.5. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah, laughs> you didn't okay. even watch it all the way through the first time.
1: That has no bearing on this. Okay, I No, here's the thing. I was thinking about just giving it a point 0.5. Okay. The reason I did not is strictly because it was nice to look at. Okay. I think there were some good performances. But yeah, everything else was
0: so i gave this a 0.5 i was going to give it a one because i think we had such a good discussion today that it brought up a lot of stuff and then i was like i can't because i keep giving movies scores that based on our discussion okay look at last duel last duel i gave a one because it introduced me to rashomon that's not (laughs) you know what i mean because this is gonna be a one because we had a fun discussion about it yeah yeah so that's that's, that's not yeah this movie is a 0.5, Point 0.5, if that, I stopped watching it before the aliens arrived back in 2011. I, know. I was so close to giving it a zero. Because the truth is, if I wasn't watching it for this podcast, I would have stopped watching it as I did back in 2011. The reason why I think I even still gave it a point 0.5 is because it brought up a lot of stuff for us to talk about. <laughs> and we had a really good discussion. Yeah.
1: I mean, honestly... Yeah, I would say
0: this is because this point five is Dan Daniel's shirtless body is just okay. Fantastic. So yes, point five
1: <laughs> is strictly because Daniel Craig is in this. And yeah,
0: love the guy. Yeah,
1: the other point five is having the
0: discussion with you today. Okay. Um, otherwise, uh, but I would say anybody who's listening that's never heard of the stereotype of born sexy yesterday, look it up. It's yeah. so interesting. This was just there.
1: <laughs> Here's how I put it. If I was home alone and I wanted to feel safe, like, no one's, it's fine. The dark is going to come and yeah. i fine. I would put this on in the background and it would provide some sense of comfort.
0: Oh, dear. Well, I want to thank everybody for joining us today. We, we never really figured out. So I guess the the Cowboys won. <coughs> Cowboys but it wasn't Cowboys versus Aliens. It was Cowboys and Aliens, right? Yeah, Cowboys and Aliens. All right. Well, the Cowboys came out victorious, shockingly so. <laughs> yeah, they only had a few
1: aliens to really cope yeah, against.
0: Yeah. <laughs> they, real. They, are, they are pissed, and they are coming back.
1: <laughs> they will come back. It's going to be Cowboy, and then it's going to be Collins, and then it goes
0: the return of the aliens. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh Lord. Well thank you for joining me. I always love talking about movies with you, Juliet. Yeah, same with you a bit.
1: All right, everyone, have
0: a lovely day. Bye, bye.